Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What the fuck is going on with Liam Hendricks? Do you believe in, because I, I'm, I'm a huge Liam fan on the field, off the field, professionally, personally, whatever. I think he's so great. I love his transparency. I also think he's a little bit of a bullshitter. And you can't get as far as he has without being a little bit of a bullshitter. I believe that he's had a tear in his UCL since 2008. I believe it when he says that. When he was talking to Daryl Van Scallen yesterday, or a few days ago. I believe when he says that. I don't believe that this is the first time that he's seen it, or I, I do believe that this is the first time he's seen the most in, infl- inflation, not inflation. What's the inflammation. inflammation? Inflammation. Inflammation in his elbow. But I don't believe that he's going to be ready July 1st. He speaks with so much confidence, but it's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, that's what closers do. Closers have to have that confidence. They have to be able to fail mightily in front of you, blow a lead, blow the entire game, and then the next day go back, wash that away, and not even think about it. It's like a great shooter. If they miss a bunch of shots in a row, they got to be ready to take that next shot. And so that that's what Liam's got. He's got that bravado. And I agree with you, Shane. Like, I'm really worried about this. I've been actually worried about Liam a little bit because of his overuse. I mean, he has been ridden hard and put away wet for the last four years. And, like, he's been – he's a tough guy. He's been a bulldog. But at some point, that all comes crashing down. I hope it's not now. I hope, I hope he does get through this. I hope he is back in three weeks. I think it's no surprise why the White Sox were so active trying to sign another bullpen arm in the offseason, too. I think they've known this. They've seen it. They kind of have hit it and still tried to push him out as this guy. That's why they signed Kate Craig Kimbrell. I also can't speak English sometimes. And that, like the, the like getting Joe Kelly. I mean, they they were definitely afraid that this would happen, and they prepared for it, unfortunately. They got an injury-prone guy to replace an injury-prone guy. They signed two guys that can be closers, right? That's a great. Graveman and Kelly. Exactly. We're making. We made such a big deal about how much money they allocated towards closers and towards the towards the bullpen in general, and how much they didn't allocate towards second base. And there's no excuse. Like you, you don't you. One thing is not exclusive to the other. They could have spent money at second base and also spent the same amount of money that they did in the bullpen because they're the third market. They're the third market. They, they should have a, a top five payroll every single year. There should be absolutely no excuses. But you're right. My Sox summer, it makes a ton of sense now that they spent as much money as they did for insurance policies. I loved Ronaldo Lopez there the other day. I thought he looked awesome sharing the game down the other day. Me too. But what I am worried about, I wanted Ronaldo to be the – the three-inning stretch-out guy they needed to. And they did stretch him out. He hasn't pitched a single game over two innings yet this year. And I know that Davis Martin looks good there, and like maybe he can be that kind of guy for you, but I thought that was going to be Ronaldo Lopez. I mean, it's it's tough to put Davis Martin into that position because yeah. you you didn't invest in starting pitching in the offseason, so you're thin at starting pitching. So if there's an injury, if there's someone even like even like what, what Kopech's dealing with right now, right? Davis Martin needs to be on the roster to fill that fifth spot if if necessary. So you can't put him into a long reliever role. Like you have to you have to count on Jimmy Lambert 
or Vince Velasquez to be that guy because you you didn't invest and you invested in in guys who could be closers because you didn't develop anyone to be a closer in the minors. You couldn't do it. You have a 40 man roster full of guys that are just trash relievers. I mean, like if you look at the guys that are on the 40 man, like if, if we were to say, hey, we need to bring up a, a reliever tomorrow, you bring it up, yo on Ibar? No, you're not. And so, you know, not de- not developing these guys makes you pay at the closer position because you've got a guy like Liam Hendricks who's been overworked for the past half a decade. So, and then it's it's all kind of a waterfall effect, right? Like, I mean, like now, now you, you've spent that money to back that up, but now you don't have money for second base. And that's the problem that we're in. You know what might be available in Pittsburgh? You want a guy who can throw you four innings? You know oh, no. You talking, you talking Q here? You know it's real cheap and is only making about 400 grand after the trade deadline for this year? On a one-year deal, Jose Quintana. Jose Quintana is available in Pittsburgh, boys. That is your, his strikeout rate is phenomenal right now. Jose Quintana found it again, and he needs to find it back on the south side. The reunion would be great, and the balance would be great because they don't have a left-handed starter right now, right? And you had, only had one left, left-handed starter in the group. You had to uh, send Dallas away. I, I heard he's not doing great on his reassignment in Arizona. Um, yeah, we, you could use the balance, and it would be great. I mean, I loved Q when he was here. Hard luck starter. I know not everyone shares that uh, assessment, but I love the guy when he was here. I'd love to see him come back. That would be absolutely terrific. I mean, it'd be fun to have Q, Cease, and, uh, and Eloy all on the same team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and Q being the lowest paid out of all of them, which is very <laughs> odd. Just odd in general. Yeah, exactly. Lucas G. Little tonight against Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros. If you want to make a make a statement, if you want to, I, I don't really like we talk about turning points on this podcast pretty often. We try to find turning points because I think turning points are fun. Like before Joe Kelly got injured, that mound visit that he had in the, in the eighth with Ethan Katz, where he had bases loaded with no outs. Katz comes out there and boom, shuts them all down. That was a turning point for me. A series victory against the Astros, no shit, is a is a turning point. And if you want people to, to see that, hey, it wasn't a fluke against the Detroit Tigers and maybe the worst team in baseball, this is your turning point series. And I think I think Michael Kopech throws on Sunday. I think he's ready to throw on Sunday. I mean, that's yeah, a think- tall order. <laughs> it, it is a tall order. But I'd, I'd rather him be a little bit uncomfortable and pitch. Oh, well, no, you know? Kopech, fine. I'm talking about tonight. You know, hey, let's, let's go out and try not to embarrass ourselves. Like, I'll yeah. take – this is their best pitcher, right? Or one of their best pitchers? Yeah, like, outside of Verlander. Yeah, so I mean, great, great he, he's doing very well. So let's go in and let's let's just get some hits. I'll take a loss if we at least get some hits against this guy and move forward in the right direction. Yeah, the left-handedness is tempting here. Uh, however, he does something that we as Sox fans don't want to see, which is he throws a lot of ground balls. And that's that's the that's the risk here. If if they come out and they're hitting, you know, even if the Sox are hitting the ball hard, if you're hitting 105 mile per hour ground balls, uh, no thanks. So like, what I'd love to see is uh, AJ Pollock, uh, who should be, I assume he's leading off. I mean, we don't have the the lineups yet. You but can't I'll assume, assume anything with this old fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, but I'll make <laughs> I'll make the assumption. Two days in a row, maybe we'll see. <laughs> I'll make the assumption that he and not Lurie Garcia is leading off. And he's a guy, he's one of the few guys on this team that can hit a lot of fly balls. 
I would love to see him get under the ball immediately uh, in this game and kind of set the tone for the guys saying like, let's, let's, let's put the beef. I know you don't I, want him to, because I, you, you know, stick what, know I can't, I, you two knuckleheads are worried about uh, Framber Valdez. Forget that. I'm worried about Lucas Giolito getting back on track. All right. I love Lucas Giolito, but he's been mediocre throughout the year and he's struggled. I mean, he blew that big lead the other, other day. And I love his father. Rick is a great guy. We need Lucas Giolito ace back. That's what we need. We need Lucas Giolito ace. When he comes back, then all, all my worries are gone because this offense is really starting to pop. And now I need these pitchers to get their act together. And, and C struggled a little bit even in Detroit the other night. I need Lucas. I need him so bad. Well, it seems lost something on fastball. The last two starts that he's had, he's thrown a fastball of less than a 35% clip. The fastball doesn't have the bite that it did. So if you want C's to come back, I think he regained the control of the double curve, the control of the changeup uh, against Detroit. But the fastball is just not there. And that's, I mean, you can call the curve an out pitch. Of course, it's an out pitch. But I think the fastball, the high fastball that tails a little bit is just as much of an out pitch as a curve in the dirt. He just doesn't have it right now. He had no control over that pitch. And yeah, yeah. I, and it's it's weird because the, the White Sox are generally a team that can't control their secondary pitch. But uh, for, for him, it's been the first. And you saw him go to the knuckle curve a lot in that game. Uh, I, I think the overall, though, like uh, the amount of pitches that, that we threw against the Tigers in those first two games between Lynn and Cease is concerning as you're going into a series against a team like the Astros who have an actual good walk rate, as opposed to the Tigers who are just as bad as us, which is worse than the league. You know what I haven't seen from Lucas? And maybe this is just like meatball fan or whatever, but the, the death glare when he's locked in and, you know, he just the, the kid, he says little, little hat on and he brings his glove up here. And you only, you only see his eyes. I haven't seen a Lucas Giolito death glare at all this season. You're not wrong. I, I think what's going to – and, again, I keep bringing him up, but Lance Lynn being back is the best thing that's going to happen to this team, the clubhouse, and the pitching staff because I think the joking around starts again, the ball busting starts again, and he can get out of his head a little bit. And also, it gives Lucas an opportunity to not have to depend only on himself and Dylan. Like those are the only two guys that are like like you're supposed to be wins, right? So now you have a third guy in the mix that's supposed to get a win. So now you got three guys that can get wins versus two guys, and like maybe that's the, the like a little bit of comic relief that will help them move past this little point. What's your serious prediction here? Is this a, is this a serious victory against the Astros? Are they going to get embarrassed on Apple TV Plus, technically national TV, where you can see it nationally but i don't think anybody does if that makes sense yeah i don't know who's tuning I don't in know for this anybody one. even knows how to subscribe i have a hard time logging into my apple tv <laughs> You know, I think I know old. how to do it. I I did it when they I watched it when they were in Boston and and uh, people were clobbering uh, Chris Young as the uh, the color guy on the uh, on the call. Yeah, he was, <laughs> it was not great. He was not great. But I did watch that one, so I, I think I'd be able to manage to watch this one. Okay, is it Melanie Newman tonight? What is the crew tonight? I don't even look. I'm not sure. I, I haven't looked at. I don't know. I just found out it was on Apple TV 30 seconds ago. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> wonderful. But I have Apple TV, so it's it's. I, I think I'll be able to work it out. Uh, a serious prediction, though, I, I I think we take one of three. That's um, and one of three. Yeah, I would love it. I would love to see uh, the the win happen tonight, and then I can go like, oh, hopefully I was wrong, and see another one this weekend and, and get the series win. But this is a tough team, man. This is a very tough team. We've had struggles 
with this team. And the Detroit Tiger series feels a little bit like fool's gold to me. So I'm not, I'm not sold on us getting a, a series victory here. I'd love to see it, but I'm not sold on it. The Apple team is not Sunday night baseball on, on Sunday. And that's, it's usually when the White Sox get to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I, I, I will say Kopech does get up for for the big games. And so sure. Astros on Sunday night baseball, I could see Kopech really throwing a gem, especially when we're all thinking like, ah, this guy's knees messed up, you know? Yeah. My Sox Summer, what do you got? I will also predict a one in three, but I agree with you, Shane that if they want to make a statement, this is the time to make a statement. You're coming off three big wins, hitting the ball, and you can go in there, and if they get the right, if they get a little bit lucky and they play their asses off tonight and get that dub, maybe they can get two out of three. So I, 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 I was, I'm not going to expect more than one, um, and if they get one, I'll be happy, but I, I think that they could go in there, and if the momentum's right, you know, these guys embarrassed you last year at the playoffs. Like, you should be motivated to want to rip their heads off and beat them with a baseball bat and throw them in a trash can. And that hopefully, hopefully they do that. But I, I, I don't have a lot of faith, but, you know, they could, if you can suck it up and just go, it would be nice to see them do it. Beef? I'm absolutely terrified. I think they're going to get swept. And I think the main reason they end up getting swept here is they have nobody to neutralize the big hitters on the Astros. There's no lefty coming out of the bullpen to stop Jordan Alvarez, to stop Kyle Tucker. There's no one to put in that big spot. Like, you just don't have a guy there. They're in big trouble against those guys. So anytime they get in a high-leverage spot with, the, with that offense against those mashers, they're in real big trouble. Like, the Sox are going to have to put up like eight runs to win a game in this series, in my opinion. It makes absolutely no logical or analytical sense. I'll, I'll say that first. But the White Sox will sweep the Astros this weekend. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yes! Absolute mayhem in Houston. It's going to be a season-defining series for Andrew Vaughn. He's going to homer two love times it. in the series. Reese McGuire is going to refrain from masturbating anywhere. It's just like overall... well, that, I'm not sure about that one right there, but yeah. I, I believe the rest of it. <laughs> I don't think he'll play well if he does that. (laughs) Too much pent up. Do you ever think about that? Maybe that's what Reese McGuire needs. Maybe he's masturbating too much. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. He's exhausted and dehydrated. (laughs) I don't know. What a shit show. Tucker Barnhart's out there available. Like, all of these good catchers. Carlos Carlos Perez is mashing in, in Charlotte. And yeah. you got this guy wanking in a dugout, just shitting all. Dude. Hey, he has a really strong arm, though, Shane. He can yeah. throw guys out from his knees. God. Like, you know, listen, that this, might be the that might be the workout plan. You don't know. MSS, I don't that, know. You know what I'll say about that? That is, it's the Eddie Murphy, like when you're starving and someone throws you a cracker. Seeing someone on the socks throw someone out at second is the equivalent of the starving and getting a cracker. And I like, oh, it's a Ritz cracker. And now we're, we're a few, you know, like a couple months into it, and we're like, it's just a regular old cracker. Regular old cracker. So Trudy says one and two. My Sox Summer says one and two. Beef thinks they get swept, and I say the White Sox sweep the Astros. I-